Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Day 362, nearly a year ago. Unbelievable. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program, we won't play it again. Merrick Garland didn't really say much uh, as it relates to the search at Mar-a-Lago from earlier this week. He just gave us a bunch of platitudes and got all worked up when talking about the the FBI, which, by the way, for the for the rank and file, good people in the FBI, thank you for the job you do. For the people at the top of the FBI, you know, those of you that were responsible for lying to FISA courts, those of you that used a dirty, unverifiable Russian dossier, those of you that never held each other accountable, Chris Ray, who never cleaned it up, A.G. Uh, Garland, who never cleaned it up and is now running, you know, basically uh, Joe Biden's reelection campaign by trying to hurt Donald Trump, his chief opponent. You know, those of you in the FBI that that do not practice equal justice and application of our laws, because if you did that Hunter laptop that you've had for two years, nearly two years, October 11th, it'll be two years. um, And we know that there is evidence of crimes on the laptop. You're going to invade, you know, the home that uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are in 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 South Carolina this weekend. I tend to doubt it. Yes, the good people of the FBI, thank you for the majority of law enforcement that work hard, risk their lives for us. Thank you for those of you that are corrupt. All the bad apples, you need to be held accountable. Chris Ray has not held you accountable. Comey was part of it when he was the FBI director, and we've had nobody clean it up. We've now politicized and the Justice Department to the point where now you have the AG is is doing the bidding of all things democratic socialist the problem they now have is they have been exposed number one they have failed on every turn number two and number three they don't hold their own accountable 
and they've lost the trust of the American people in the process. That is that is a big deal. That is a big problem. Anyway, joining us now, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. Um, Madam Attorney General, good to have you on. Uh, appreciate you being with us. Of course. Great to be with you, Sean. Let's get your initial thoughts. Merrick Garland's statement from earlier today. He didn't really say much, except he gave us a lot of platitudes uh, that we believe in equal justice under the law and application of our laws. Uh, I don't really believe that because I believe if if he believed it, he he would be looking into uh, the abuse of of people, high ranking people in the FBI that lied to FISA courts that used Hillary Clinton's dirty Russian dossier. I believe they, he would look into all those things, wouldn't you think? Well, you know, I think you are right. There was not much in that less than five minute uh, speech that he revealed. In fact, he repeated everything that's been reported over the last few days in terms of uh, the search and the search warrant. He was disingenuous in announcing generally that we, meaning he and, and the Department of Justice, will file a motion to unseal the warrant and the property receipt that they left, which is required. Uh, but understand, that will reveal nothing. It may reveal the charges that they were, were trying to find evidence for, maybe, on the warrant, but the affidavit will not be included. None of the details, which is what everybody is hoping to see, so in trying to show he's trying to be transparent, he really revealed they are not going to be transparent at all. And, you know, I love that you started with this whole uh, statement by him that he is going to stand by law enforcement and he will not remain silent. Well, he couldn't remain silent. He's the head of an executive branch. You have to come out and say that you're going to apply the law evenly. Like You have no choice. But what was revealed in that is, he understands that these are extraordinary circumstances. He said it. He said that's why he's filing the motion, which, you know, according to most former attorneys general. By the way, you're saying so all the property search, the property receipt and the search warrant when unsealed will tell us very little, correct? You know, when you when the agents come in and remember, I'm a former federal prosecutor, I'm a judge myself. When they come in and they raid and it is a raid, they come in with surprise and take evidence. They will have to leave a property receipt, and that's for the person uh, that owns the residence or the business uh, owner. But it's usually generalized because, you know, let's say they take seven boxes of documents. They can't go through them all on location. So it's usually, you know, seven boxes, boxes of documents. Unless they've gone through them in some respect and they're and going to release what they've reviewed in the last three days, the property receipt isn't going to share much. So without that affidavit, we're really not going to know any more than we knew before he just got in front of the podium. Why would the FBI have asked that Mar-a-Lago turn off their security cameras? And now that they know they did not turn them off, why would they be demanding the tapes, as I have been told by numerous sources uh, that have direct knowledge of this? It's hard to understand uh, in, unless we have the affidavit that's explaining what they're seeking, until we see when it is unsealed the warrant, which may list the the charges of which they thought they might find evidence, it's hard to see why they're asking for certain things. I mean, again, this is unprecedented. We don't know, you know, what these negotiations 
uh, entailed prior to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. But they do understand that these are extraordinarily unique circumstances. Attorney General Garland said he approved this himself. That's generally done in extraordinary circumstances. And I would submit to you, once it's confirmed there's a criminal investigation that's warranted and there's a conflict of interest or other extraordinary circumstances, that AG that's appointed by the president and is and now investigating a potential opponent and former president could step aside and let someone neutral handle this. I, I think that this is, we are in an unchartered waters, and I think it's uh, time for someone uh, independent uh, and free from executive influence to step in. Well, if it's going to be him that appoints such a person, I wouldn't have any faith in the person that he appointed it. Um, Look, I've said from the beginning that I don't believe this has anything to do with the Presidential Records Act or the National Archives at all. Now, we have evidence on the National Archives website that cites that the Trump uh, uh, team in Mar-a-Lago have been very cooperative. They last were down there in June. At the time, they asked that a, a certain lock be put on a certain room where boxes were, and that was complied with. And they were told that they can come back anytime they want and take and look at anything that they want. So it seems to me that this would be a pretext that they they use this as a means of just getting in there. Uh, my buddy Levin called into my TV show le- the other night and he talked about what's known as the Plainview Doctrine. And in other words, that this would be a pretext. And the real reason is they'll go in, they'll grab everything as much as they can take in, in nine hours And what they're really looking for is something that might implicate the president regarding January 6th or taxes, whatever it is. In other words, a sleazy backdoor method to investigate all things Trump, not not anything to do with the National Archives. Do you agree with that? And and that is what is causing so much concern. I mean, the fact that this is so closely in time related to what seizing other congressmen's phones and other acts by the FBI and the Department of Justice, I, I think that is what is raising everyone's concern. You know, just take Venezuela, for example. I mean, Maduro, you know, went after all of his political opponents. I mean, in terms of Guaido and others, I mean, this is exactly why so many in Florida are so concerned. And I think ultimately, if, if that comes out, I think that will will forever damage the credibility of that institution. And, you know, it's very, it just goes, it's very um, convenient now for the Department of Justice, the head, Attorney General Garland, to come out and say, I will not remain silent. I stand by the men and women of law enforcement. Okay, well, you're doing that today because you're being accused of acting with, uh, political bias. So now today that it's convenient for you, you're going to come out and say, I stand by law enforcement. But ask the men and women of law enforcement all over this nation if they truly believe this administration and this AG stand by them. I mean, he came out and said, I won't remain silent. Well, he couldn't. Either the president or AG Garland had to come out and, and make some sort of statement to answer to the outcry that this in some way could be manipulation of the justice system or weaponization you know let me let me ask this because you know here i'm i'm somebody that has revered law enforcement my whole life i don't know what you know about my personal life but my mom was a prison guard for 
and she worked 16-hour shifts her whole life. My dad was a family court probation officer. I had, you know, extended family members, friends all over the place that were on the NYPD, New York City police officers, uh, people that were Nassau County police officers, Suffolk County police officers. Uh, and there were two members of my family that made it to the FBI. One wrote me a very heartfelt message last night uh, when I said, you know, it breaks my heart. But because of the actions and the lack of accountability for those people, for example, that protected Hillary Clinton when she deleted uh, 33,000 emails, uh, when they admitted, even Comey admitted that that crimes were committed, but no prosecutor would prosecute these crimes um, and then used her dirty Russian dossier that she paid for. And on top of a document that says verified uh, four separate warrants, four separate times, top officials of the FBI lied to FISA court judges to get a warrant to spy on Donald Trump and Carter Page. Now, th in my view, they have earned the distrust, especially with any matter involving Donald Trump. And the worst part of this, Madam Attorney General, is is none of the people that did that were held accountable. None of them. And that was, you know, I watched the statement, and he seemed so indignant. He couldn't believe that anyone would attack the FBI. I agree with you, Sean. I am the wife of a career law enforcement officer. The, the nobility and integrity of that profession is incredibly important to our family. My husband is currently a, a federal agent, and it breaks my heart that in any way that the, the fairness and the independence and the good intentions of of, the, of an agency like that would be in doubt. But you can't. Do you, do you know that everybody I know that works in the FBI, past and present, that they all agree that the upper echelon, seventh floor, if you will, um, has has gone rogue and gone corrupt, and they've been politicized, and they're criminalizing our justice system, and they're disgusted by it. And it's astonishing to me that Attorney General Garland would not recognize that and make a statement in that regard today to, uh, to address specifically those concerns because you cannot disregard and erase what has happened over the last few years. It is what it is. We stand where we stand. And, and why hasn't Director Ray stepped in and, and cleaned up the mess that he inherited and restored the integrity that this once great organization had. I think that is the, the should be the goal and mission of anyone who heads an executive branch, which is why, as you know, since the night, the day of the, the search warrant, I came out immediately and said, this is not business as usual. I can tell you, I was a former federal prosecutor. I mean, where we stand now, you have to have the president come out strongly, the AG come out strongly, we, this is not business as usual. And, you know, the fact that they made a statement today, I think, is reflective of the last three days. Um, it was a half. It was a half a statement. It was a, it was the he said nothing of substance. I wish I did have more time for you. And you did come out early and we really appreciate it. You're doing a great job down in Florida, the free state of Florida, by the way. Um, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your time and perspective. Absolutely. Thanks so much.
All right, after the news at the bottom of the hour, Peter Navarro will tell the story about him being shackled, strip searched, handcuffed uh, in an airport when they could have just, for a misdemeanor charge. This is not justice in America the way it's usually practiced. This is intimidation, harassment, and politicizing the justice system. When we come back, Peter Navarro is going to check in with us. I mean, think of what they did to this poor guy. All right, so he doesn't want to. He could have easily testified before the January 6th committee and gone in, pled the fifth, walked out, no problems, no legal issues at all whatsoever. He didn't do it. Because, uh, and I asked him last night why. He'll explain today. Because, on principle, he believes in the, that executive privilege is the president's to waive, not his. And the president didn't waive it in his case. So he decided not to take the easy way out. Steve Bannon did the same thing, although Steve wasn't a, mem- uh, a current member of the administration, but, but he did it on principle. I know that. And both of them knew that they could risk going to jail, but they did it anyway. But then why did they have to embarrass him for a misdemeanor instead of calling his lawyer and saying, report at this time at this place uh, or we will execute a warrant for your, for your client's arrest? Why'd they have to put leg shackles on them in an airport and handcuffs on them in an airport? Why did they have to strip search him? Are you kidding me? Over a misdemeanor? You can't even make this up and put him in the same jail cell and brag that John Hinckley, who tried to kill Reagan, was it. This isn't a game. This is our country we're talking about. inspired solutions for america this is the sean hannity show all right 25 till the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN our number you want to be a part of the program amazing that you know christopher ray won't won't answer it's such a sad state of affairs that christopher ray had every opportunity to restore this great institution the fbi to its once held greatness but after, let's see, the dirty dossier, lying to FISA court judges, holding nobody accountable, putting in place no reforms whatsoever. But it's, he's done nothing to clean up the, the bad actors within the FBI. How can anyone trust them? And by the way, no, the lawyers uh, can only see a warrant from 10 feet away at Mar-a-Lago. And they can't, they can't watch us as we're collecting information. And, oh, shut off your security cameras, which they didn't shut off. And now the FBI desperately wants them. Anyway, here's Ray answering that question. Former President Trump is raising the prospect of agents finding evidence in the FBI search of his residence in Colorado, saying his lawyers and agents are allowed to observe this search. Can you address that particularly as many of the Trump supporters on called arms and threats against your agents? In the search. Well, as I'm sure you can appreciate, that's not something that I can talk about, so I'd refer you to the department. Um, as to the issue something. of threats, um, I will say that I'm always concerned about violence and threats of violence against law enforcement. Where was he in the summer of 2020? We were outspoken. Anybody, anybody threatens any law enforcement at any place, anytime, anywhere, we speak out loudly. Where was he when uh, Chuck Schumer was on the steps of the Supreme Court 
Where was he when, you know, 2,000 cops were injured in the summer of 2020, pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails, frozen water bottles? Where was he then? You know, why didn't he go after those people that used Hillary Clinton's dirty misinformation Russian dossier to lie to a FISA court, not once, but four times over the course of a year, and not a single person was held accountable? It's unbelievable. Listen to CNN uh, talk to Trump supporters about the uh, the raid. Listen to this. They don't want the truth. That's the bottom line. They don't want the truth. You don't think that's why they came here to Mar-a-Lago to try and find out the truth and recover the archives? No. They are scared to death of Donald Trump. It's just a show. It, it, this is like maybe impeachment number four here for Trump. That's all it is. That's what I think. I mean, they didn't get it the first time, the Russian thing. They didn't get the second time, right, with Ukraine. They didn't get it. The third time with January 6th, I think they're running, they know they're running out of time there. They raid a home and CNN cameras are there and some of his past people. They, they know what's going on. It's all for a show to make Trump so he cannot run again. You don't think that there was a real reason to come no, here? It's just a show? I, it's not even think. I know there's no real reason. I know it in my heart. I know it in my spirit. He has never lied about anything. That's fake news, CNN. Here's the problems we have is, and this should scare every American, even if you're a liberal, if you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, it, should, it shouldn't matter. If we don't have equal justice and equal application of our laws, we don't have a country. We don't have a constitution because every law is predicated on constitutional rights. And, for example, you know, why hasn't there been a raid on Hunter Biden's home? Christopher Ray's had Hunter Biden's laptop, and we know there's evidence of crimes on that laptop and evidence that Joe Biden himself lied to the American people about his real knowledge of Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings with countries like Ukraine and Russia and China. It might explain some of his behavior with these countries. Then in the case of Peter Navarro, Peter Navarro could have very easily walked into the January 6th committee and said, pled the fifth. He decided not to. He's going to explain why in a minute. And then instead of just calling his lawyer and saying, please have Mr. Navarro report 8 a.m. tomorrow morning at this location. And no, they have to they have to make a big show of it to show how big and tough and how they can intimidate people and harass people and put leg shackles on them, strip search them and put handcuffs on them. Again, what was the it's a misdemeanor, you know, contempt of Congress. That's all it was. Anyway, Peter Navarro joins us now. Welcome uh, to the show, sir. How are you? John, my friend, always good to talk to you, And but these are troubled times. Um, you were really hitting on some really important things here, and I think that, that my case deserves probably a little more attention out there in the broad press, given what's happened at Mar-a-Lago, because there's some, there's some parallels here, Sean, and we didn't have a chance to get into it last night, but, but let me re-break some news. I don't know if you're aware of this, but besides this criminal charge that the Justice Department has levied against me. They also filed a civil suit several weeks later. And what's interesting about that is it's all about the National Archives as the tip of their spear. And the, just as there was no reason for the gendarmes to raid Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago treasure because he was cooperating, I was cooperating with the National Archives and Justice as well. And we were in the process of a negotiation 
And instead of going forward with that, they went and they did the civil suit. Now, here's what's interesting, Sean. Um, my lawyer sent them back a letter before they formally filed a civil suit and raised some significant issues about whether the National Archives was trying to use this civil suit and process as a way to get more evidence against me or Donald Trump. And, and it's the same thing that, that may be going on with the Mar-a-Lago raid. They go in with this, this Presidential Records Act thing, they get their nose under the tent there, and then they can grab anything they want. So this is... So, this is so you believe it fun. like I do. I believe it's, it was all a pretext, because yes. as of June, the National Archives people had been to Mar-a-Lago, and they asked Donald Trump to put a padlock on this one room where there's some documents were, and he complied and said, you can have access to all this anytime you want. And my point is that, is that the parallel here is that the Navarro case is, is very similar to the Trump case. It's like they, they, they took the step on the unnecessary step of piling on a civil suit on top of my criminal charge as a way of getting what my lawyers say in the, in the letter to them is, is a possible backdoor discovery, essentially, to build a criminal charges against me or the president or both. And, Sean, I've said from the outset, long before I ever got a subpoena, the whole mission of that select committee, and I use that term lightly, is to simply build a criminal case against Trump so he can't run in 2024. I said that from the outset. What should be shocking to the American public, but doesn't surprise me in the slightest, of how it appears increasingly like there seems to be some kind of coordination, not just between the Justice Department and the Select Committee, but also the, this odd agency of the National Archives using this Presidential Records Act, which is an artifact of the Watergate era, as a way to basically get more evidence to build a criminal case. And, and you said, well, but, but there are similarities, though, Peter. Why didn't they? Hillary Clinton had thirty-three thousand emails she deleted, and we know that that those emails were compromised, and that those servers were hacked. Uh, Barack Obama had thirty thousand uh, documents that the uh, that should have been in the National Archives, according to the New York Post. It's the two-tier system of justice that you've uh, correctly and beautifully identified. Right? It's the the, the point is that they've weaponized the investigatory powers of Congress in a way which violates separation of powers, clearly. And they've weaponized the Presidential Records Act, apparently, as a way of, of coordinating and building the case. And, my, of course, it's like they don't use it against Hunter Biden or Hillary no, Clinton or they're not anybody. Gonna do let me let me get specifically because I don't want all our time to be to be lost. I, want, I think it's very important that people understand something about you is you could have easily walked into the January 6th committee. You could have pled the fifth, not answer a single question. You could have walked out and you your obligations would have been over. You would not have had, you know, this this moment at the airport. Um Tell us about the day they arrested you, why they did it at the airport, why they just didn't ask you to report, and did they put you in leg shackles? Uh, did they put you in handcuffs? Did they really strip search you? 
Yeah, let me let me walk you through that. The, the predicate here is, Sean, I swore an oath, literally, to the, the president of the United States in this country to uphold the Constitution and my duty to the country. Okay? And and um, I had a duty when President Trump invoked executive privilege. It was not my privilege to waive, and I had a, the duty to do what I have done. And I'm caught constitutionally between two conflicting branches of government. And, and look, as I said to you last night, men and women in this country have died defending the Constitution. The least I could do is face a two-year prison term for, for doing the same thing. Quick break. More with Peter Navarro on the other side. Uh, we'll look at how is this polling around the country as we now are 100 day, less than 100 days out of the midterms. Uh, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Look, uh, more intimidation tactics, and it's getting scarier by the day. You could have taken an easy yeah. way out. You didn't. When they I did, did this to you, I want to go, did, did, did they really strip search you over something as small as this? Over a misdemeanor? Everybody out there in Hannity land needs to know, I live 50 yards away from the FBI, and they could have easily done a voluntary surrender, peaceful voluntary surrender, which is the norm. They tracked me with a, a, a squadron of armed FBI agents out to the airport, they, they effectively trapped me in the jetway, and five armed FBI agents grabbed me. They did not allow me to contact anyone for legal advice, which is a due process violation. They screwed up the Miranda rights thing. They took me down to the tarmac, put me in handcuffs, drove me back home, minus 50 yards, back to the FBI. And about 20 minutes after that, I was in the basement of the court where the FBI agents stood with the sheriffs in this basement. And I was just like, okay, they strip searched me, Sean, first, and then they put me in leg irons, and they walked me down to the same cell that John Hinckley was sat in when he shot Ronald Reagan. They were somehow proud to say that explained that to me. And they left me there for three hours, and meanwhile... They leaked the whole damn thing to the press so that it was bread and circus, political circus, public shame for Navarro. I'm not ashamed at all of this. They are, they are jackals. And uh, three minutes, Sean, three minutes before I was supposed to appear before the judge, they, they stick me with a public defender, um, very nice person, but they don't know anything about constitutional law. Give me with a public defender. And uh, under threat of, uh, well, if you don't take it, uh, you probably have to spend the night, right? That was just the beginning. And, you know, it's like, it, I, Sean, I am the only, only person ever, only senior White House advisor ever in the history of this republic to be treated in this manner. And, and Sean, you know, I served honorably for four years. Never a hint of scandal. I helped the president save millions of lives during the pandemic and created hundreds of thousands of manufacturing jobs. And this is what I got in the crack baby Hunter Biden roams free to sell us out the, the, the Chinese, the same damn Chinese, Sean, that I sat across the table and fought tooth and nail on behalf of this country. So this is just, this is just so over the top wrong. And we need answers, and and we're going to get answers. I, I filed a motion to compel discovery in my case, and every journalist out there should read that thing 
because there's there's as many unanswered questions in there as answered questions, and we're we're going to get to the bottom of well, this with the help of folks like you, Sean. Who, who we're going to keep issues to light. We're going to keep this story in the public arena. Uh, update us regularly. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That is not the norm. And I worry about where this country is headed. This, this, these tactics have got to stop. Criminal, you know, we're, we're now criminalizing political differences. Uh, Peter Navarro will stay on top of this. I promise you're welcome on these airwaves anytime you want. Thank you for an update and thanks for being with us. One quick thing, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Taking back Trump's America, I've got over $400,000 paid out in legal fees already. That book is my legal defense fund as well as the way to get Nancy Pelosi out of the House and Trump back in the White House. Taking back Trump's America on Amazon, if you folks could help me out on that, I would appreciate it. We'll put a link on Hannity.com as well. And people don't realize it is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in legal fees for the, for people that find themselves in the position that Peter is in. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate you being with us. Quick break, right back. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes, And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. You know, since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have been committed to improving the lives of Americans' vets, first responders, and their families Now, for over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Now, Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children. They build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured vets and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. Please join the foundation on their mission to do good and never forget. Just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. 
Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.